to CITR F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And who do we have in the studio right now? We're doing part two of Hardcore, and this is Roger. Who are you? I'm the guy who did Hardcore 1. Roger Allen. Yes. Welcome back to the Nardwar, the Human <laughs> Serviette Radio Show. Last time, you brought with you Roger, yourself, yeah, and him. as well, <laughs> Walter from Gorilla Biscuits. Could you explain what we're doing today and what we tried to do last episode and why there was so many Descendant songs played at the end of the interview? Well, initially, I, I just thought it would be cool to do... Um, a show on hardcore music, but I had been putting it off forever just because it felt a little overwhelming. And I thought, oh, it would be amazing if we could get Walter Schiffels of uh, Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today and Moondog and all these amazing bands, Quicksand, Civ, on. And I just figured he'd, he'd kind of want to just talk for a few minutes, but he ended up basically talking for the whole hour and a half, and we didn't play that much music. Uh, at the end of the show, we played uh, the entire Descendants album, because I believe we were experiencing technical difficulties. Or we thought we were out of time, <laughs> but we really should have played a whole bunch of songs you had picked out for the hardcore episode. Yeah, well, that would have been ideal. But, uh, I mean, the Descendants are a hardcore band, and everybody loves them, and each one of their songs is less than a minute, so it didn't take much to play the entire album. And today we are going to play a whole bunch of music that we didn't get to last episode? Yes, yeah, everything's a little. This is a this is a more laid back hardcore show, if that's possible, and but that is the idea, sure. And we began right off the bat with some poison idea. Yeah, right off the top, uh, we played um, just just like you said, we played poison idea, mostly because I have a bunch of friends who said you can't have a hardcore show without playing poison idea, and uh, so I did. That was the song Nation of Finks, and. Poison Idea come from Portland, and they basically they really did have their own hardcore look and sound. 
Uh, they didn't really. F I mean, I, don't, I can't really think of too many other hardcore bands. I don't know if Dead Moon would be considered hardcore from the Portland area. And um, yeah, they. I mean, his name Pig Champion was a a guy who forged his own aesthetic and look. And when I was like 16, I bought Kings of Punk, uh, original copy off a friend. I brought it home. I put it on, and it just wasn't wasn't something I liked. And it, to this day, I still have friends who just think, you know, you're, you're crazy. How can you not like Poison Idea? They're the embodiment of hardcore. And um, I guess I was more into the sort of New York sound at that time. Hence the Walter interview with Gorilla Biscuits, part one of Roger Allen's exploration of hardcore music. You want me to say hardcore music and not hardcore, right? Well, we don't want any miscommunications because hardcore has been applied to everything from rollerblading to uh, pornography. Bah, boom. <laughs> and today we're applying it to music. Music. What are we going to cut to right now? Some Citizens Arrest. Yeah, we're going to go back to New York with Citizens Arrest. On CITR F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ. Roger Allen. People are scared. They're scared of each other because of people like me. Oh, my eyes, I don't want to run away. 
again, you're still listening to CITR Radio and the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Crooked Walker. Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we just hear in that set of music going way back? We began the show with Poison Idea, and then we had some Citizen's Arrest. Yes, we heard Citizen's Arrest with Death Threat, an example of what I guess many would call post-hardcore. And I I discovered that song on um, that comp, Look at All the Children Now, which... When I bought it, I was a bit confused, but uh, I guess it was just a natural trajectory of uh, music to continue growing. And the songs on that don't follow the pattern of uh, most 80s hardcore. They expanded on it. And Citizen's Arrest came out of the ABC No Real scene, a New York squat where Saturday matinees were set up as an alternative to the violent CBGB afternoon shows. The ABC No Real scene had a zero tolerance for violence and encouraged bands to experiment with sound and lyrics. And uh, Walter Schriffel had a little to say about that. Uh, I think Moondog maybe got their start there where, yeah, the the bands played uh, differently than what normal youth crew hardcore kind of sounded like and also they're they were trying to get away from the knuckleheads of the guys who were and i guess girls probably too showing up and just wanting to fight and again if people are wondering we're doing part two of hardcore this is the third hour yeah and in the first hour we (laughs) talked to or one of the hours we talked to Gorilla Biscuits, Walter. Walter, yeah, and it was it was great because, like I said, I, I guess we probably expected he would only want to speak for a little while because he's in New York and we're doing it through Skype, etc. But he uh, he seemed he had a great memory and he seemed to love. He gave really no indication that he wanted to stop talking, so we just kept asking questions. And I made a slight mistake, didn't I? Or more than a slight <laughs> mistake? Uh, it it was. Not a big mistake, and it, but it was a mistake. We played uh, Void at the end of the show, and I went along with your misguided, uh, in, in, uh, misguided um, view that Alec McKay was in the band. I knew I had it in me. I had a feeling like I don't know. I don't think he was, but I, want, I, I wanted it to be good radio. But yeah, Alex McKay was not in Void. He was uh, in other bands. Faith. Faith. Who had a split with Void. Yeah, so easy mistake to make. Faith were a little more, um, I guess the word would be uh, melodic than uh, Void. And we also heard some Earth Crisis. Yeah, then we heard Earth Crisis with Firestorm and uh, Earth Crisis. They vowed to keep the straight edge edge flame burning into the 90s. And um, right around this time with uh, hardcore music, I sort of began to lose interest uh for me this is where i yeah i, I kind of lost interest in hardcore music bands um bands like hard stance further sort of alienated me as the militant lyrics on staying true etc they just kind of left me confused but that that song is a it's a great song it has a lot of intensity to it and it's a good example of where hardcore music kind of went and after that we heard uh, chain of strength which came out even a little later i think that was around 95 um, Truth Till Death, and um, they have amazing energy. And again, a band, they were looking back on the original Straight Edge bands with uh, disappointment as they vowed to not let the edge go dull. Then we played Vancouver's uh, Spark Marker, a band that played with Quicksand, uh, another Walter Schriffel's band, 
and uh, Sparkmarker, they were signed to Revelation Records. I, I don't know if there was another Canadian band signed to Revelation Records. Um, and uh, yeah, Walter felt they were one of the greatest uh, hardcore bands in North America. From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Kim also put on gigs as part of the Guest Quest Co-op, and it was an amazing gig that he put on at the Arcadian Hall on Main Street. It was like Rocket from the Crypt, Seaweed, Cats Game, Spark Marker, Brand New Unit, all at the Arcadian Hall for like five bucks all ages. No booze, no jerks. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. I don't think I was at that one. But it was pretty cool that he got Rocket from the Crypt to yeah. play his all-ages gig. Because on subsequent gigs in Vancouver, Rocket from the Crypt would graduate to, like, the Pacific Coliseum. Yeah. I, I, I have a vague memory of Rocket from the Crypt. Were they a little, like, um, helmet? They're from San Diego, and they had sax as well. Oh, okay. And they also covered the music machine. Those are the things I remember, the right. garage elements of them. But Kim got them to play a gig, and Seaweed as well, from Sweet. Tacoma, Washington, who toured with Quicksand. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great... Or at least it was some connection. Right. That sounds like a good show. Yeah, that sounds great. Real great. And that was put <laughs> on by Kim Kinnikin of Spark Marker, who also did Final Notice Records, and we have actually a release all queued up, ready to play. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, play an Onion House uh, single called Brothers Day, which uh, had uh, uh, Stephen McBean in it um, from Mission to Christ, an amazing hardcore band. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, hardcore music special part two with special guest DJ Roger Allen.
I try to work and I keep thinking of World War III. I try to talk to girls and I keep thinking of World War III. And goddamn six o'clock news, make sure I keep thinking of World War III. I got a mile of numbers and a ton of stats. My forehead's a billion shots of You're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we just hear? A song that could have been trending on Twitter last night. It mentions World War Three. Right. We heard uh, the Minutemen with uh, Paranoid Chant. And the Minutemen are often sort of cited as being one of the original hardcore bands. They were on SST, and they toured uh, relentlessly, just like uh, their label mates, Black Flag. Shout out to SST Records and Greg Ginn. Greg Ginn. I love your interview with Greg Ginn. People can check it out at (laughs) Nardwar.com, the full-length, uncensored version. Also interviews with Ron Reyes and Henry Rollins and also Keith Morris and also my interview with Mike Watt, all available at Nardwar.com that ran on the Nardwar the Human Surfiette radio show. And you were a guest now, Roger. Thank you. No problem. Frickin' Walker, the history of Hardcore Volume 2 that we are doing. Yeah, and I was was just at a party and we were listening to a Black Flag song and a friend of mine said, you know, this is Kim Gordon on bass on this song. And I said, no, I had no idea. But now the name of the song um, escapes me. So call in and let us know what Black Flag song has Kim Gordon on it. Before uh, the Minutemen... We heard a band called Corruption of Peace, and uh, before that song, a uh, Fracture Side song, and they were both on this uh, cool um, Pusshead, Pussmort sampler record, and uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I remember I mailed away to Switzerland to get this 7-inch, uh, and um, it says on the, on the cover, Made in France, but it also came with a flexi-disc, and that flexi-disc uh, says Made in England. I think maybe this is one of the harder-to-find ones that had the, the flexi-sampler uh, with it. But uh, Corruption of Peace uh, with the song Bleeding Children, um, they didn't put out too much. They had a one LP and um, just a good example of uh, hardcore music not just being that New York sound and Fracture Side as well. They were kind of they kind of have a metal influence and uh, a local band too, Fracture Side. From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, featuring Eric's Flex, Eric Flexerhead, who listens to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show and who did and started the legendary Flex Your Head radio show in Vancouver, BC, Canada that still exists on CITR to this day. And actually, Eric tweeted in at Nardwar, retweeted my tweet of his record right. entirely because Nardwar gave a spin to a disc of one of my old bands that I appeared on, Fratricide. 
Pussmort crossover and hardcore. And you can actually say something to Eric right now. And what would you like to say to Eric right now, Roger? Uh, well, I guess I, I, I could tell him because he'd probably find this funny. When I was in um, high school, a friend of mine had moved to Bellevue, Washington, and he came back to visit, and he brought all these amazing records, and one of them was uh, Septic Death's uh, LP, and he gave it to me, and he's like, you got to listen to this, and I took it, and I threw it in my uh, dad's uh, the trunk of his car because he was picking me up from school, drove me home, I got out of the car Friday, came back Monday, had to get something out of the trunk, and found the severely warped Septic Death album that I had forgotten I had put there. Sun had destroyed it. And then I had to go to my friend and say, sorry, uh, can I give you 10 bucks for that record that you'll never be able to find again? And right after the Septic Death was the Fratricide we heard on that record. Uh, we didn't actually play Septic Death. No, but right after yeah, the yeah. Frat- right after the Septic yeah. de- Death was the Fratricide. But for Fratricide to get on the Puss label, Pussmort's label, that's yeah. incredible, isn't it? That is incredible. And I've I've tried for quite some time to be able to uh, speak with Pusshead. And I was told by, I don't know who, it was maybe a PR guy or something that talks with Pusshead that he only responds to handwritten letters. But you were a good drawer, though, weren't you? You were good at handwriting. I was good at, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm good at handwriting because I drew Pusshead um, graphics on uh, T-shirts when I was, like, a kid. And you are Roger Allen. And also, Roger, you wanted to ask Eric Flexerhead if he has any suggestions. So if Eric yeah. has any suggestions sure. of stuff to play or listeners, they can phone in 604-822-2487 or tweet me at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And we are also taking photos of some of the 45s we are yeah. playing. Well, hardcore is so expansive. I mean, we could play the Crow Mags, Agnostic Front, Murphy's Law, Circle Jerks, Negative Approach, SSD, Black Flag, Suicidal Tendencies, and thousands of other bands. But I'm open to suggestions, and we have about an hour left. But each song's only a minute, so. What else did we hear in that set? I think there was some JFA, right? Yeah, we heard JFA with blatant localism. And this record, I love... Uh, JFA when I was uh, I still love them so it doesn't matter when I began I guess and uh, they have and I just saw them in Vancouver like two years ago they kind of toured again and um, yeah they're great they have they definitely have the attitude of uh, it's not really punk and it's falls right into that idea of it, it being hardcore before that we had to play a band with Alex McKay in them, in the band, because Alec McKay, because we um, shouted him out last week. We played Ignition, who have the distinction on Discord Records of being the first Discord band to tour Europe, and also they have apparently the shortest set of any band, um, as they played one song once and then smashed their instruments, and that was the end of the show. And uh, before that. We played uh, Victoria's Onion House, and I was just kind of wondering, I wonder if we'll hear or see an Onion House reissue, being as how there's been so many Victorian bands reissued uh, recently um, through Supreme Echo. And one more time, the connection, Onion House, Kim Kinnikin, Steve McBean, how does it all come together? Uh, Stephen McBean, Stephen McBean was in Onion House, and apparently it was after Mission of Christ broke up he wanted to create a more hardcore band, um, sort of like Dagnesty, and they 
got together with some other, uh, uh, you know, obviously musicians, and uh, put together this album. And uh, I don't think it turned out the way they envisioned. It didn't sound like um, how they first thought it would. So they broke up quite quickly after. And this is on Final Notice Records, which was uh, Kim Kinnikin's, uh record label. So that's how it all comes together, I think. And Kim Kinnikin from Sparkmarker. Sparkmarker. And the Skin Jobs. Yes. And he uh, was mentioned, and we, uh, I got, I have been speaking with him. He gave me a little information regarding um, uh, playing with uh, Walter, who was in, uh, I believe, uh, I guess it was probably uh, Quicksand that Sparkmarker played with in Vancouver. Yes. It all ties together. Thank you for bringing this amazing cache of records out to play on CITR. We are actually playing them, yeah. not MP3 versions. No. What do we have queued up next of the hardcore variety? Because today it's all hardcore, right? It's all hardcore, yeah. Uh, we're going to play, it's kind of the, we've been playing records from all time areas and that, and that. This is a band called Point Blank, who apparently played at the last great West Coast hardcore show in 1990. With special, where was that? <laughs> uh, that's just what it says on the record. It says Hardcore 1990, the last great hardcore show. With special guest <laughs> DJ Roger Allen. Another shout! I let go to the bar, the 
do what I want to escape and never yeah! But one night stand is all I know And I guess in this world there is no hope And I guess in this world there is no hope And I guess in this world there is no hope And I guess in this Next one's about a struggle to be a man, animal. It's called Feel Their Pain. Please. In your place with it, you don't give it down. A tradition of killing a man who's a no love. 
You're still listening, hopefully, to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. And what did we just hear? Uh, well, from the top, we played a track off the recent Youth of Today, I guess, re-release single of One Night Stand. Right? I don't think that was ever released before, but it was recently released uh, sort of as a record store day thing. And um, yeah, that was the song One Night Stand. And it's from the heyday of Youth of Today, which would have been in the mid 80s. And that record has a sort of a hidden groove that sometimes plays Ray Capo's speaking. And uh, Nardwar, do you have anything to say about that? Well, I cued it up very rightly, didn't I? Very rightly. Very rightly, yeah. Because it But we tr- weren't sure exactly what Ray Capo, speaking of right wing, yeah. we weren't exactly yeah. sure of what <laughs> he would say. He might say left wing, might say yeah. right wing, but we weren't sure what he would say. So we just stuck to the music. Yeah, I think I, I don't know if I've ever um, sat through the whole... Uh, 
talking part. I kind of tend to reset it so I can hear the music. And uh, Youth of Today, whether they expected the scene to grow as fast and as big as it did, Youth of Today at the Anthrax Club in Connecticut was the creation point for a new era of straight-edge bands that quickly bled into New York. Gone were the Mohawks, leather jackets, ripped jeans, and ankle boots. Hoodies, high tops, and shaved heads became the uniform. And with that, the scene divided. One classic punk venue like CBGB, famous for its down-and-out bands and drug culture, was overrun with clean-cut, positive kids that were willing to make you positive, too, at any cost. Next, Bold, famous for being an actual children when they recorded, and the song Nailed to the X, often thought of as being Youth of Today's little brother, Bold wore the outfits, listened to the music, and screened the words that Youth of Today basically told them to. Then we heard a hardcore band... Um, then we heard a hardcore band in 1989 from the West Coast playing and looking very similar to the East with Instead. The members of the band loved punk and were also athletes, thus straight edge appealed to them. And that kind of went against like what Walter was saying because on the West Coast he was, Walter kind of said that um, sort of a collegiate look went with the straight edge hardcore bands as I guess they interpreted the New York scene and look, um, as basically he was saying that they kind of just aped the look, but they they were actually like sort of arty guys playing music and dressing like jocks, whereas the West Coast guys were actual jocks. I could have gotten that wrong, but that's kind of how I um I, uh, I what I got from what he was saying. Um, uh, apparently, instead, they got uh, rid of the A in their name uh, because uh, many punk bands were using the A as a symbol for uh, anarchy. So if you actually look up the band, it's spelt I-N-S-T-E-D, and they got rid of the A because they didn't want to be thought of as being punk. Um, and uh, right after that, we heard uh, Stand Up, Forced to Turn, and they're a good example of the thousands of straight-edge hardcore bands that appeared in the New York area, hailing from Staten Island in 1990, uh, they once opened up for Fugazi. And right now, we are going to cut to something that was referred to in Volume 1 of the Nardwar Presents Roger Allen Approved Hardcore <laughs> Music Special, right? Right, yeah, Moondog. And, uh, yeah, they were um, they were a band again with Walter in them, in them and uh, there would be another band that I believe would be considered uh, post-hardcore and, um, you know, like I said, I remember being surprised by um, the sound of, uh, of the bands on that comp, but all, of, all the bands on there are great. I'm a little surprised with the, there's a band on there called, um, what are they called? Uh, Bug Out Society. And they have sort of, a, they have a lot of humor, I believe, in their music. And they were also members of that band, um, I believe, cre- were the ones who created um, the squat that a lot of these bands uh, were going to to create a new sound and get away from CBGBs, and they also were uh, the driving force behind getting the comp made. We actually got a tweet from Ryan from California, who, when I asked about what should we play in hardcore episode that we are doing with you, Roger Allen, Volume 2, he said, play some Royal Hounds, New York City, Gutter Knife, Arms Race, Ricks and Chubby and the Gang. 
Okay. And that's what he wanted to represent right. hardcore music. And if anybody has any other other suggestions, it is at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R, or 604-822-247, U-B-C-C-I-T-R. C-I-T-R. And I would... I would guess that those bands are probably from an era of hardcore music where I wasn't listening to it as it, basically there there was a point where um I got a 7-inch single from a friend called from by a band called Forced Down and they made beautiful packaging and a double 7-inch record um all sort of hand uh silk screened in that I have it here I can uh, hold it up to the microphone and it just became too emotional too different than the original sound and I just lost interest in hardcore and I moved on to listening to music that was um, I guess more like uh, uh, Big Black and, and Helmet and that kind of thing What type of music are you playing today in terms of era? What yeah. era is it? This would be mid 80s to um, I guess mid 90s because we played uh, uh, Chain of Strength and that was from 95 but that's pretty much where it ends for me And right now here's some Moon Moondog on their hardcore special volume two with special guest DJ Roger Allen. Oh, 
you're still listening to Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest TJ, Roger, Allen, Crooked Walker, on CITR, <laughs> FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And what have we been doing today, Roger? We've been continuing the show on hardcore music that we started two weeks ago. So we've been going two weeks nonstop. And we asked for a few suggestions, and another suggestion came in from Nicholas Titley, who said play some Genetic Control. Yeah, Genetic Control, a Canadian hardcore band, along with the Asexuals uh, from, I believe they're from Ontario. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a rare album. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great album as well. So we'll probably end the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, with some genetic control. But what did we hear in this last set? A couple twofers, didn't we? Yeah. Because they didn't <laughs> queue up in time. Yeah, this has been a, a hard um, show to sort of navigate and DJ and do all the other things you need to do on the radio because the songs are so short. But um, you can't talk about hardcore music without Minor Threat, and I played, f- we played a few songs, one of which was Filler from the Live at Buff Hall Bootleg 7-inch, a show where a car basically hit Ian out front of the hall and badly injured him. Ian was more concerned with missing the show than his health and left the hospital so he could sing. Uh, Ian McKay, of course, famous as a teen for shouting out the words, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't, uh, on the track Out of Step, the nucleus for things to come in hardcore. Also thought I thought it was interesting that in 1978 the comp No New York was released. In 1979 the comp Yes LA was released, and in 1982 This Is Boston Not LA was released, where the Freeze have a track on that album where they sing This Is Boston Fuck LA. There was a lot of rivalries between cities and hardcore on who had the better scene and crew. And I had the Slapshot album, Sudden Death Overtime, where they included a sample of a phone call where Ray from Youth of Today gave them a call and asked, why do you hate us so much? It's easy to get into the headspace that hardcore music was just the sound and look of the youth crew, but it was around long before that, and MDC were not afraid of making their own path uh, with album art and lyrics that are still controversial. MDC also sang about animal rights, gay rights, racial equality, and anti-capitalist convictions, which I didn't hear many other bands doing at the time. And also, like, um, I remember my friend had the uh, MDC Millions of Dead Cops uh, T-shirt when we were in high school. And uh, I just remember thinking, even at that age, like, people have got to be wanting to talk to you about that, (laughs) wearing that shirt. And they're still rocking today. Yeah, they're still going. Um, And after that, we heard uh, Seven Seconds with um, their sing-along choruses and youthful voices. Seven Seconds were a big inspiration to many bands for their DIY DIY attitude and perhaps being from Reno, Nevada. They were so far out of the scene that it caused them to create their own sound where it was a little less screamy and encouraged the audience to sing along with them. Um, Also, they still play, but I doubt they're playing much music from this album, Soul Force Revolution, which uh, I have here. Um, I remember being pretty disappointed in uh, this one, um, but they were trying to uh, sort of change with the times, I guess. But they weren't alone in their new emotional sound as the band that we're going to play next. You, are we playing them next? Uniform Choice um, also released an album called Staring at the Sun, which was very much also, for lack of a better word, emo and sounded nothing like things they had done in their past. I think Youth Brigade did that as well, where they were trying to like, come up with a new sound. 
Um, and that would have been right around the 90s, right along with all the metal bands trying to keep up with uh, apparently grunge music. Grunge music is responsible for killing everything, Nardwa. And we also, I love grunge. And we <laughs> also heard a bit of live stuff. Like that's the seven seconds was live, wasn't it? Yeah, live at Buff Hall. That was seven seconds or not seven seconds. I don't, I'm getting confused because we played live minor threat. And I'm not totally sure if the seven seconds was live because I don't, the sound quality certainly sounds like it could be live, but I don't hear any audience. But the Minor Threat was live. Minor Threat was live, live at Buff Hall, which is kind of one of the big um, hardcore shows played in a, apparently a bad part of town, where, as I said, uh, Ian McKay got basically hit by a car out front of the, uh, the venue waiting for it to start. What do we have coming up now as we end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show Hardcore Special Volume 2? We're going to end with some genetic control from Montreal, Canada. Oh, from I, Montreal, okay. Canada. But what do we have right now queued up? Uh, I believe it's Uniform Choice with... Uniform Choice with uh, what song? Do you remember, Nardwar? <laughs> uh, in Time. In Time, yes. And uh, Uniform Choice... California band um, that, uh, yeah, they, they, they look the look. Um, I don't know, it was confusing, you know. I remember seeing videos for uh, the Chromegs We Gotta Know and um, Agnostic Front and looking at these album covers for, like, Uniform Choice, and everybody looks the same, and they all have shaved heads, and it was pretty, like, not really sure what was going on <laughs> with the aesthetic. And uh, Walter kind of um, gave some insight into that, um, which I thought was great. Thank you so much for coming in, Crooked Walker, to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, for bringing all these records and for doing hardcore. You think it's volume two or maybe it was volume three? You've been on the Nardwar show quite a few times, haven't you? I have. This is, I believe, my 43rd time <laughs> on your show. <laughs> But we think only the second edition of Hardcore? Only the second edition of Hardcore, which is crazy because Hardcore was the, basically my the most important music to me as a teenager, which is kind of the time in your life where you always sort of look back on as being when you were most into music, I, I think. And if people want to go back and listen to the Walter from Gorilla Biscuits, Walter from Youth of Today, Walter from Rival Schools... Moondog. Walter from Moondog. They can check out the Nardwar podcast from two weeks ago. Right. It's there 24 hours a day. At Nardwar.com or CITR.ca. So right now, anything else to add about hardcore music at all before we cut into uniform choice and then genetic control from Montreal? Uh, I wish I could have asked Walter about playing in his pajamas the first time he was on stage with Ether today. So maybe we can get him back and do uh, Hardcore Part 3. Why should people care about Hardcore? Why should people care? Well, Hardcore music has evolved right along with you, so you can't help but care. Well, thanks so much, Roger. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do Do-do. Thank you.
Wow!